0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Future Thinking. So on this week's episode, we're going to be doing a feature with Froega, Laura and I have both done a lot of work with Froega over the years. Laura has worked very closely with Big Brother Big Sister and I have just worked very closely with Froega in general. So in this week's episode we're going to be doing a little twist. Laura has done an interview with Big Brother Big Sister and I have done an interview on a general Froega episode. So I hope you all enjoy and listen in, sit back
1: and relax. Another episode of Future Thinking. Today we are joined with Louise Tuffy and before we get into it, Louise, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your experience?
2: Yeah, thanks Laura for having me on today and um, my name, as I said, is Louise Tuffy. I have, I was calculating this morning, I have over 20 years um, experience in the youth work sector. I'm working with Froega for the last 15 years. I uh, did a degree in social studies in Sligo IT, come back a good while ago. And then I went on to do my master's in child youth and family studies.
1: No, that's great. And is it more involved with Freuga or big brother, big sister that you'd be involved with yourself?
2: Yeah, so I suppose I've been working with Froega, who runs the Big Brother Big Sister program since 2001. So maybe just to give you a little bit of background about both, Froega's at the organization. So as you probably know, Froega is a leading national youth organization in Ireland. Um, It has over 70 years of experience working with young people. And in in 2001, Froega introduced the Big Brother Big Sister youth mentoring program into Ireland. So I suppose that's the connection there. So BBBS is under under the auspices of Froega.
1: Perfect. And we have a few questions here. And, is, and it's, say, I'm someone who would like to get involved with volunteering. I love the concept behind Big Brother, Big Sister. Would you be able to advise me how to go about this? Is there a fee to sign up?
2: Yeah, so I suppose just maybe to go back a wee bit, I'll, get, I'll just maybe mention what Big Brother, Big Sister is. So it, like, a, it's a youth mentoring programme that matches an adult volunteer to a young person aged between 10 to 18 years. And um, I suppose the core concept is that a supportive, positive friendship will develop and you know in line reinforce the positive development of the young person so there's no there's no fee there's no uh cost or anything it's it's a volunteer uh led program volunteers are the backbone of frioiga and um, so basically if you want to get involved we're we're operating in over 20 counties in ireland at present so we're we're in most counties so if you follow frioiga.ie and um, forward slash big brother big sister you can sign up that way or you can you know ring your or make contact with your local uh, big brother big sister project in each county
1: yeah it's actually like it's a great program i'm with it myself i'm from cork originally but i'm with the mayo program and i signed up now i okay. say about a year and a half ago and honestly like i wish i signed up earlier because i was in college at the time like i just i finished college and then i signed up and i think it kind of suited me then but yeah. like i wish i really wish it's something that i did get involved with earlier
2: yeah no it's a fantastic program and we are so fortunate that we have, you know, fantastic, competent, compassionate, dedicated committed volunteers, just like you, Laura. Um, I mean, the volunteers are really the drivers behind the program. Um, So it is a fantastic program. It's It's a great, you know, it's a great feel good factor to have such a positive, powerful impact on a young person's life, you know, and it is a lot of young people might need that just a little push of that informal support as opposed to maybe support from a professional helper. And that's why Big Brother Big Sister is so wonderful because it's, it's an informal source of support. It's a very flexible program. And um, volunteers commit for the commitment of, is one year. Um, and it's a commitment of one hour per week. So literally it's only two episodes of Coronation Street. Um, and it, volunteers like yourself sign up for the year. But I mean, I had experience of volunteers that have been volunteering for five and six and seven years with Big Brother Big Sister.
1: No, it is great. And as you say there, like it is, it is informal, like you meet up, you're just meet up as your match. And it's not like, like, I don't have the professional experience myself, but I and Big Brother Big Sister have definitely guided me in how I can get the best out of it for myself and how I can get the best out of it for the match in general.
2: Yeah, so although this, the source of support is informal, the actual, I suppose, the process of volunteers, and you would have experienced that, Laura, with, with Peter, I'm, I'm assuming the process you, uh, the steps involved to become a volunteer are a little a bit a bit more formal as such, you know, so the volunteer would apply to the programme, uh, they would meet with a professional staff person, they would go through the programme and what's involved and what their commitment and their role is then the volunteer would um, have to complete the application form. And on the application form, we ask for referees. We then go on to do of vetting. Uh, we go on then to interview the volunteers. So I suppose it's a short, you know, synopsis of, of the volunteers' uh, motivation and, the, and what their commitment is and what their preferences are are for the young person they're going to be paired up with. Uh, then we do a home visit and we offer training then to prepare the, the volunteer for, for the role as a big brother or a big sister.
1: No, that no, it's perfect. And like as I was saying, I didn't have the experience, but definitely I feel a lot more like even kind of going through it. I was kind of learning. I'm um, like you know you'd be kind of learning and you'd be learning from that person, and as well with big brother, big sister, definitely giving the guidance and the support that I needed. And they still like to this day, like Peter would still text me or ring me, even if we couldn't meet up in person because of restrictions. If it was all online and sending us yeah. like workshops that we can do and things that we recommend kind of based on what we're both interested in, which was great.
2: Yeah, so just like you said there, Laura, you're assigned, once you're matched to a young person, throughout the duration of your match, you're assigned to a professional staff person who will support and guide you through from the minute that your, your match starts to the minute the match terminates. So like you said there, that professional support is offered to all volunteers in their matches throughout the duration of the programme that they're, you know, they're involved in. And
1: we have another question here, and it's, what do you have to do when being a big brother or big sister? Do you have to do any, do you have to have any qualifications? And what are the, do you meet up online or do you meet in person? As we said through this anyways, that you don't have to have the qualifications. You just have, I think you just have to have the interest and the passion for it.
2: Yeah, I suppose the main volunteers, first of all, come from all walks of life. We have volunteers, you know, we've retired teachers. We have students, we have uh, volunteers who work in the shops, volunteers who work in banks. Uh, football coaches, lots of different uh, backgrounds from the volunteers. So they don't need to come in with any qualification or any particular area of expertise. Uh, The main criteria is that they're over 18, that that they're an adult in the community. And I suppose that they're able to provide a positive supportive friendship to the young person and be a positive role model for the young person. So that's what staff are looking for when they're meeting volunteers. You know, they're assessing the volunteer to make sure that they are suitable to work on a one-to-one with the young person.
1: And part, the end part of the question there was, do you, do you have to meet up online or is it in person? I know it's a bit different now because of COVID. So yeah.
2: So if you asked me this two years ago, we would have said it was all, you know, in person and face to face. But I suppose we've had to adapt in the last 16 months because of COVID. But pre-COVID uh, matches would meet face to face for one hour a week. So um, and just to mention there as well, matches are based uh, on the same gender. So, you know, it's always male to male and female to female. So pre-COVID, a lot of the matches would have met for an hour a week and they may have went for a walk in the, their local park. They may have kicked football around in the park. They may have went to the cinema, bowling, uh, cooking, arts and crafts, window shopping. And I know some of my female matches would have enjoyed spending hours in pennies in Ballina here in County Mayo. Um, but I suppose since COVID, we've had to be a bit more creative. And uh, we were lucky that we had a working group of staff, because there exists staff throughout the country, working on online activities for matches throughout the country. So we had a working group there from, I suppose, since we were hit with Covid up till till now, whereby they were putting on activities, you know, every week, so there may have been a cooking and baking demonstration. We had um, somebody to come in and talk about the driver theory test with matches, you know, for young people. We've had a national quiz with all the big brothers and big sisters and little brothers and little sisters throughout the country. We've had countdown. So we've had had to be very creative, but we've adapted very well. And again, you know, it goes back to the the huge commitment and and, um, the dedication from the big sisters and big brothers throughout the country.
1: No, it's great. Like, and even you say that there now, all the workshops you've had, like there's definitely some that I've been involved in. I think I was involved in a quiz. I think I did a quiz. And I think we were, I think the cooking and as well part of a book club. So I actually got the book posted to my house.
2: Oh, very good. Yeah, very good. And at the moment, the working group, because we're allowed to meet you know, outdoors, um, at the moment they're, they're running, I think it's a picnic, July is a picnic month, and then they're hoping to do like a, a national scavenger hunt throughout the summer months as well. So they have outdoor activities planned um, for matches you know, on a national level across the country as well. So we've been very fortunate with the staff and the volunteers that we've been able to adapt to COVID and keep the matches going and keep the volunteers connecting with their, their, their young people.
1: Perfect. And another question we have here is, as we were saying earlier, who am I matched with? I know it's um same gender. And how does the matching process work? Because actually, for me, I didn't know that the matching process was actually quite long. I think for me, it took about three months, which, you know, is good. Yeah, I suppose,
2: yeah I suppose all in all, because it is a one to one and we are assigning, you know, an adult from the community to a young person. I mean, effectively, they're strangers when they meet first, you know, they don't know anything about yeah. one another. So we have very, a very rigorous screening process for volunteers. And I think I, m- I mentioned that there a few minutes ago where, and as you said, it took you up to three months and possibly it can take anything from six to 12 weeks. And, and that will you know, give the, the staff person enough time to assess the volunteer and to see if they are suitable you know, for, for the programme. So you go through your, your interview and your application and your home visit, and then we offer training to the volunteer. Um, you asked then, or was that, how were they matched? Is it was that a question? Yeah. There? So how,
1: like how, say, I know it's gender to gender, but is there? Are you based on like um, activities that you both enjoy?
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. So precisely, the, the their staff person would be meeting with the volunteer and also meeting with the parent and young person. So usually, the match is made between the volunteer and young person based on mutual interests and, and hobbies and complementary personality traits. Uh, also on life experiences as well um, so you may have had a volunteer in the past that maybe you know lost someone close belonged to them and suffered a bereavement like a parent and they maybe match a young person that's going through something similar for example um, also the needs of the young person are taken into account and and then I suppose the capability of the volunteer just to make sure that that volunteer you know is able and capable to match the young person with, with varying needs so we put a lot of thought into who we're matching who with you know and again as i mentioned on, on interests and hobbies and also throughout the interview with the volunteer and we also meet with the parent and young person and you know fruiga has since it was founded in 1952 has an ethos of youth participation you know where it empowers young people to be proactive and make decisions for themselves so part of the process with the young person and parent is you know, asking the young person, what kind of a big brother or big sister would you like to be friends with? Who would you like to be matched to? So that gives the staff person a great insight into the type of volunteer that the young person wants. So you could have, you know, a 12 year old male boy saying, I'd like to be matched to somebody who is sporty and loves being outdoors, you know? So that gives the the staff person a good guide on the kind of volunteer that they're looking, looking to. And also the parent, you know, has an opportunity to say, you know typically or ideally this is who i would like my son or daughter to be matched to um and again the volunteer you know expresses their preferences as well so the staff person takes all those preferences and wishes into account and try, you know makes a match based on the preferences on the capability of the volunteer on their mutual interests and hobbies complementary personality traits and so on perfect now
1: everything you said there like i I completely resonated because I have been doing it now for a year and a half and it's something that I feel like that I am heavily involved in and invested in and it's, it's yeah. definitely something I wish I got involved with earlier but it's definitely something I'd love to see people see my own friends or people that I know get involved with and I'm you yeah. know I don't myself personally I don't know many people who are involved with it and is there okay. anything that you would say today why it would be so important to become like a big brother or a big sister because I know so many people that I'm like wow you know if I was if I was younger if I was like 15 I would idolize that person is there anything that you would say for people to get involved with volunteering?
2: Yeah I suppose the first thing I can say you know is that the real feel-good factor that volunteers and you probably have experienced it yourself Laura that volunteers get you know, when they have such a powerful impact on a young person's life, you know. So, and even research will tell you that it helps to reduce, you know, stress if a volunteer, you know, gives back to the community because obviously the volunteer is happier in themselves. And there's lots of research to say that volunteering helps reduce stress because if that feel good factor that volunteers experience when they do something nice for another person, there's loads of reasons. I could be here all evening giving you reasons why you should volunteer at BBBS. I suppose the first like I mentioned, is that the huge impact it has on the young person's life you know in such a simple but profound way and um, other reasons is volunteers will even say to me you know over the years you know the, the young person has also brought out interests and hobbies in the volunteer that they didn't know they had so the young person may open up opportunities with the volunteer as well you know it gives volunteers an opportunity to see things from a different perspective the volunteers get to meet new friends and meet with other volunteers you probably have met with other bigs in Mayo as well I, I'm imagining so there's loads of reasons there why why people should volunteer. And the Big Brother Big Sister program is such a flexible program. You know, you don't have to be every Friday evening from seven to eight. It can be, as you know yourself, Laura, maybe a Monday evening, one week, the following Saturday morning. So the young person, the volunteer and the parent decide what's a good time for them to meet, you know? So it is a really flexible program. And also, you know, you have guidance there and support from the professional staff person throughout the duration of their match. Um, and we had did research. Um, Big Brother Big Sister was researched there over 10 years ago with NUIG and the results that came back from that research from the Big Brother Big Sister program in Ireland were amazing, I mean, the results that came back were that young people who were assigned to Big Brother Big Sister, you know, had more hopes for the future, so they had more hopes to maybe go on to college or, you know, to to better themselves, young people were less likely to initiate drugs and alcohol, young people had, you know, their, their social skills had improved. Their emotional and mental well-being had improved so there's loads of benefits if you look up any mentoring models there's loads of benefits for young people that get, get involved in mentoring so as a volunteer to realize that you're having that impact on a young person you know has to be really positive and it's, it's really worthwhile for the volunteer to get involved in.
1: No, Louise that's been great and thank you so much for your time we really appreciate it because um, it was so insightful and you know what, for me there was a part that you said that like you know the little I say my little sister bring out interests that I didn't even know I had I I I'd say for my junior start and my leaving start are the only two books I've ever read and my little is massive into reading and it's like I start and now I order books online I yeah. go to the book club we go to a bookshop every week you yeah. so know it, it has been great and you know that you yeah. said that really resonated with me so no I really appreciate you coming on and yeah. thank you so much and for any future updates no with future thinking make sure you check us out on social media
0: evening everyone and welcome to the next episode of Future Thinking. I hope you're all doing well, I'm back this week and I hope you all really enjoyed last week's episode with Laura. It was a really, really sweet episode with ARC and I'm so happy that it went really well and I hope everyone enjoyed it. So this week's guest is going to be someone that I've worked closely with over the years with an organization that is very close to our hearts this is someone who is beautiful on the inside and the outside, and she is someone I am so happy that is on this week's episode. She's 24 years of age from County Cork and a law graduate and has so many opportunities that she has achieved and so, so successful. And I'm really proud and excited for her to be on this week's episode. So this week is going to be Lauren Lahan. Lauren, I hope you're doing really well. Thank you so much for joining us this week. So Lauren and I have worked really closely with a youth organisation over the years, FROIGA and Lauren is someone who really represents the organization to a really high extent and I thought she would be a perfect candidate and representative for the podcast this week so Lauren this is where I'm going to open the floor for you would you like to talk a little bit about yourself who you are and what it is that you do Perfect.
3: Thanks, Emil, for having me on. Um, So basically, I'm 24. I'm a BSc government graduate from University College Cork, and I just recently finished my postgrad in law. So at the minute, I'm working as a legal secretary while studying for my solicitor exams. So I suppose my greatest achievement to date has been progressing through the ranks of Roiga, thus far due to the doors that has opened for me. So not only is Fro- Fro- I guess something that I've been involved with locally has given me an extensive opportunity to apply for different programs that have come up over the years. So for example, I focused a lot on our international programs. So the most enjoyable I'd have to say is the SUSE program, not the grant. Yeah. It's called the Irish Institute or the Study of US Institutes for Irish. European student leaders or something like that.
0: Wow. <laughs> but I had the something, something along those lines.
3: <laughs> something, something. I just call it Susie, but people get confused, and I think I'm talking about money. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, basically, I got to study in the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga, which is a strange one. But, um, and we got to attend various. Um, organizations classes um I suppose the most exciting part was that it was fully funded and we got to wow. go to Nashville Alabama Atlanta New York and DC wow. so Froya has opened many doors not only did I get to travel in the US I also got to apply for a program where we actually met on once again yeah message to Europeans um so this was all it was more so like a political and legal kind of programme, if I'm honest. Um it was great yeah. it involved many debates, discussions,
0: flashman. And opportunities that surveys. probably led from there.
3: Yeah, like and a lot of the skills that I had developed in Froga were absolutely necessary to do such a big project like my sister Europeans because it was all about rethinking and regenerating the European Union and getting people's opinions yeah. and compiling them together to create something, I suppose. But yeah, that's that's a little bit about me as well.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. And it is really it's really funny and exciting that Lauren and I did a It was kind of like a youth training, a leadership program years ago uh, with Froega. it was a leadership for life conference and we had met there many years ago and also on a reference panel that we had both been involved with in Froega. And then we also met over in Brussels at another youth conference. We knew before the conference that we were both going to be there because I saw Lauren was heavily involved with it before that so I thought it was really exciting it just proves that no matter what you were involved in you can meet anywhere in the world on various occasions so oh Lauren like it's absolutely amazing you're you're so successful and you've been involved in so many opportunities over the years and I think it's amazing even just putting your name forward and being in, like in a voluntary role throughout Froega and for anyone who's listening and maybe who doesn't know what Froega is I suppose that will kind of lead on to my first question of what is Froega and what have you done with it?
3: Froiga Perfect so Froiga is Ireland's leading youth organization which caters for young people from the age of 10 to 18 so and also it caters for volunteers of course the whole purpose of this podcast really. <laughs> um, there are many ways a young person can become involved in Faroiga so it could be through a youth club which would cater for 12 to 18 year olds or a junior club which was something that was introduced I think quite later on following on the yeah. youth club because there were a lot of younger people interested but they hadn't reached it was more like
0: first years kind of thing yeah
3: yeah so it's 10 to 12 and I think this those have been really successful as well because I remember when I was starting off in Troy yeah. I remember being quite got that I couldn't join because I hadn't joined i had become 12 yeah yet,
0: so. It's actually- that was the big thing at the time and I think it even is getting bigger now like it, it's obviously becoming more nationally around the country because even Laura who's also on this podcast as a host um, she's from Cork too and she said that um, it's not really that it, like it wasn't really that big when she was you know uh, young like as in 12 at the time kind of thing so as the years are going on it is becoming a lot more popular and a lot more in demand which is great.
3: It's really good to be fair. Um, I suppose as well as the clubs you could have a more relaxed environment as well like a youth cafe. So some yeah. of the clubs are more kind of like hands-on doing projects whereas mm-hmm. a youth cafe could be more chilled and just a place to be friends. Uh, Froga also does the Big Brother Big Sister program so I know yeah. you've
0: spoken about that I think on your yeah we have done an an episode spoken to somebody we haven't posted it yet but we have done so yeah that's and that's amazing it's under the froiga umbrella to say yeah um which is great because they work very hands-on with you know people who need um someone as an older you know someone who's very influ- influential and motiv- motivational so that's great and Froga also
3: then offers opportunities to do different projects so you have the citizenship project the leadership project entrepreneurship mm-hmm. personally I've been involved in the citizenship project and actually won a an award a few years ago for promoting positive yeah. mental health I can't remember why I won but <laughs> it was so oh, long that's ago amazing. it's amazing no, though it's so great and then I suppose my favorite thing about Froga is the voice of its young members are absolutely absolutely here due to the method of governance it has established so i know from the reference panel that we have been involved in there has been some great projects that have developed from it such as fab feb which is rogue against bullying month and i think that continues through the organization after being established i'd say
0: yeah i think so as well and many many, a few yeah a few years ago i'm with I think with FAB didn't they introduce TAB as well which is pretty much tea and biscuits but it's more of like um, a means of opening conversation between people to talk about issues that are important to them or things that they may be feeling and stuff like that so.
3: Yeah that that, that was actually one of the best projects to come from it to be honest. Yeah
0: amazing and you know I suppose you know yourself within the years of being involved in Froega as a young person going forward even you know volunteering because I know that you know you were a club leader as well so it was probably really nice to come from full circle and to come back and to do some volunteer work within the organization as well as putting your name forward in terms of volunteering but also to be involved with the younger people going forward too, to you know motivate and to get involved in Froega And I suppose that will kind of lead on to my next question. Uh, So for someone, you know, who would like to be involved in Froega, maybe this may be a young person listening and would like to start Froega, or this could be someone who, you know, wants to be involved in Froega to go back and help volunteer a few hours. So how does someone sign up for Froega to be a member or to volunteer?
3: I suppose the best way to do that is the Froga website would be your starting point. So if mm-hmm. someone goes into the contact us section on the website, there's actually a list of phone numbers and email addresses for the regional youth officers. So the regional youth officers are staff from Froga, mm-hmm. and they'll be able to tell you what project might suit you, which is your local club or and they'll get you involved in the applications. For volunteers, I know there's a of vetting involved, so they'll help you out with all that. So the best point of contact would be your regional
0: youth officer. And I know that there is clubs all over the country based in different areas so and I think a lot of that is all on the website you know you can really uh, locate where there are local clubs and as we have kind of said on previous episodes um, there's always someone that you can email or always someone you can text and hey if you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering how do I get involved you can always contact Lauren or I and ask how to get involved and I'm sure we can put you on to someone who would know more and can help you further with that as well. So it, there's, it's definitely very straightforward and people will help you in any way that they can. So it's amazing what you can find online nowadays as well in terms of how to get involved with an organization. So definitely, and for your next question, what is a piece of advice that you would give to your younger self? So given that you have worked in various different projects with loads of different organizations, you have worked nationally, even internationally. So over the years, what is something that you have learned that you would give advice to your younger self and maybe any younger people listening in today?
3: Perfect, so I'm gonna spin this one a little bit as to what advice I've gotten as my younger self and that I would remind myself as of now. So I was really fortunate to have some good advice growing up in again and I would remind my young self of those back in 2013. I was fortunate enough to attend a special viewing of Riverdance with First Lady Michelle Obama. Wow. So she actually gave a speech before the Riverdance, and I have actually a little snippet here of what she said, so I thought it was really nice. Um, so she said, if you believe in yourself, it is so true, but most importantly, if you understand that, the most important thing for you to do is to be able to pick yourself up when you fall because most of life is falling and the real challenge is how do you get back up that's what you can do and if you keep doing that then you can make yourselves into anything you choose oh my gosh that is so beautiful
0: that is so nice (laughs) wow (laughs) you're probably like there just being like why do I want to cry And the river dance is about that is so nice probably such an amazing experience as well you know to be firstly just be in the presence of Michelle Obama and then be able to watch the river dance because the river dance is lovely and so they're so talented as well so amazing I love that wow you're just taking writing down the little snippet of the advice that you were given like I'm taking this back in years to come (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) I suppose as well over the years you know you probably have a lot of times where and I know I do as well where you might look back and maybe kind of question yourself in the moment is what I'm doing is it right or should I be involved and I suppose that would kind of happen for anyone who's maybe looking to be involved in volunteering, they might have that moment where they, they don't believe in themselves maybe a little bit as well they're probably like oh maybe I shouldn't get involved and stuff like that but definitely believing in yourself is like the first it's the hardest thing to do and I think once you do that that's the hard part you know to just take the leap and get involved.
3: Yeah exactly and I think um the Faroiga leadership program really focused on that as well
2: um, yeah, about believing definitely. in yourself and
3: making a change I know they they kind of taught us the quote from Albert Schweitzer which was something that I actually use all the time in like applications for jobs and things like that do you know what quote inspires you or something and it was example as leadership do something wonderful people may imitate it so that's always stuck with me as
0: well wow I love that that's amazing so good I love taking little quotes here and there and when you're going forward in life it's always something that can resonate with you no matter where you are or what you're doing I love that and your final question on today's podcast will be this podcast is all about volunteering so for someone who doesn't volunteer or maybe has never volunteered before what is the one thing you would like for them to take from your interview?
3: Perfect so I suppose I'd like to target young professionals in a way it's just some paper, so you always need some.
0: There's no panic. Yeah. Sorry about that. There was a little cut there, and um, so Lauren, if you wouldn't mind just starting your answer there again, I'm so sorry.
3: <laughs> no, there's no problem. Um. So it will happen. <laughs> I would like I'm to. I'm so t- sorry. Uh, you're fine young professionals especially and say to remember that a degree is not just a piece of paper so it's always good to have something else in addition to your education I find when I've been applying for jobs or graduate programs really is something that you could spend so long talking about and people become really interested in it when I have done it's also really important to know that volunteering is not a chore it's something that you you can make your own and enjoy you meet lifelong friends along the way it's a platform to share interests and meet new people through the likes of local and national events so I know within Firoga that we have the volunteers conference which is a big event where all volunteers come to there and they have great fun so I suppose getting involved in the management side of Firoga as well is
0: very good Yeah. And like you can always work your way up the ladder if it's something that you're definitely very interested in. And it's amazing having, you know, all the volunteers together as well, because as you had just said there as well, in your brilliant answer that, you know, you make friends along the way. And, you know, whether you're involved in a youth organization or a charity in terms of just, you know, being the voice or just being generally involved, or if you're someone that wants to be more hands on and have more of a voluntary role you make friends along the way people you know that you learn things from and they learn things from you as well so um, it's it's a really beautiful process when you look at it you gain so many things there's if you were to write a pros and cons list you would have way more pros than you would cons in terms of anything to do with volunteering
3: Absolutely. I can't even think of a con to be honest.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, honestly. And I feel like we have so many friends all over Ireland and all over the world, really. But, you know, um, definitely all over Ireland. There's like a group of us from Froega that even as the years go on, we all met when we were 14, 15 and like 10 years later and we're all still friends. So it's it's an amazing experience. And I, I definitely would recommend anybody to get involved, whether you're a young person listening or, you know, whether you're someone... Um, that wants to be involved in terms of volunteering and it's really really easy to do but Lauren you've been an amazing guest on today's show and thank you so much I'm so sorry the recording cut a little way half through but you've been an amazing guest with some really lovely answers and anyone listening here today would be really lucky just to hear your voice and for all of the things that you had to say but thank you so much for being on today's episode I really enjoyed it.
3: Thanks, a Million. <laughs>
0: no problem at all. And thank you everybody for listening to this week's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. And please stay tuned for more episodes on Future Thinking Ireland. Thank you.